Hello, welcome once again to Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, so, uh, for folks who are new to the podcast, this is uh, Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast, a weekly discussion on the television series on HBO Max entitled Westworld, based on the Michael Crichton original material, and the showrunners are Jonathan Nolan and his wife, Lisa Joy. The, the show stars such people as Evan Rachel Wood, among many others, and we are here to talk about the latest episode. Uh, but before we do, a couple of things. Uh, you can find us at darkdiscussions.com, or you can go to anywhere podcasts are found and search for Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast. Or you could search for Dark Discussions podcast because the podcast is on both feeds. The Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast feed is specific just to this podcast here, while the Dark Discussions podcast feed includes this podcast, but all the Dark Discussions podcasts that your three co-hosts on this podcast appear on. Uh, the website is part of the is actually the Dark Discussions News Network, and it's been around for over 11 years or so. Uh, we're uh, the original podcast, Dark Discussions podcast. We talk about a weekly, uh, a movie weekly, uh, generally a genre film and whatnot. Uh, you can email us at darkdiscussions at aol.com or go to darkdiscussions.com and choose on the menu, contact us, and it will open up a email box where you can email us. And just type Westworld in the subject, and we will read your message on this podcast. And the reason to put it in the subject is because the email um, would go to the general box for all the podcasts on the network. Uh, for some folks who are curious, we are recording this on August 8th, 2022. Uh, for some of our listeners like Pam, who are always curious when we record the episodes, because though this podcast, we released them almost immediately. Uh, some of the other podcasts uh, we uh, record often, and then we release episodes sometimes a month or two or even longer after they're recorded. Um, all right, so um, I think we can get into our topic tonight, but before we do, we do have an email. We do have one email tonight. Uh, this email is uh, what? Oh, 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 let me guess. It's from Michelle. It is not. It is not. It is it, from, it's from Holly. It is not. It is not. No, no, no. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's actually. Kevin. It is not. It's not. Hmm. It I wonder is who it's from. Well, it is from uh, the segment, <laughs> What Does the Fox Say? It's not a segment. Fair enough. Uh, but uh, it's from Sean Fox uh, from St. Albert, Alberta, Canada. Uh, one of our weekly uh, listeners, as well as a sometimes co-host on some of our other podcasts. And he will be a co-host on the upcoming She-Hulk podcast, as well as the upcoming House of the Dragon podcast that will be coming out uh, near the end of this month, August. So uh, here we go. Uh, Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, Westworld, Season 4, Episode 7, Metanoia. Metanoia? I don't know. Metanoia. Metanoia. There you go. Thank you. All right. 
a grateful subordinate hello to the glorious robot overlords <laughs> whose magnanimous magnificence is truly wondrous. Oh, and a cordial human hello again to you gentlemen as we come one step closer to the end of another Westworld season. This episode was the most fun of this season, if not the most fun of seasons three and four combined for me. It lived up to the penultimate status for me, even with a couple of weak moments here and there. This episode has one of the best sequences and a tete-for-tete in the last couple of seasons, including the tremendous line of you can't fix a few millennia of broken DNA with a hard drive. The man in black, seemingly back in the saddle, so to speak. The city, at the end, becoming a mashup of the movies The Warriors and Fight Club. Destruction, mayhem, and finishing with David Bowie for the win. There were still some parts, as I mentioned, that I could have done without, but overall, they didn't detract from the good done this episode. I also finally realized something that had been annoying me previously. It is that the white drones have a facial structure somewhat like the xenomorphs from the movie series Alien. Not sure why it took me this long to clue in. Must be my old age, dang it. Now, to see what they do with the finale next week. Just again, hoping that they don't flub things like season three. Wishing you supporters of our truly superior Robert Olords <laughs> and all the listeners a very happy week ahead. Sean from St. Albert, Alberta, Canada. All right. Very good. Big, uh, um, about the, the aliens, it's uh, the lack of eyes. Mm-hmm. And aliens don't have eyes. I also noticed watching the new um, the new uh, Predator film, the way that that character, the, the creature in that, has a different style helmet, which also doesn't have eyes. So I also kind of got that same vibe as the alien there. Hmm. Interesting. So. Yep. All right. Uh, so that's an uh, interesting uh, observation. And uh, we'll be talking about some of the general stuff that Sean mentioned in his email, but more specifically, because for those who are new to the podcast or one of our faithful listeners here on Bullets, Brothels, and Butts, a Westworld podcast, we discuss and critique everything in the episode, not just review the episode, because most people who have been listening to this podcast are fans of the show and Obviously, you've probably seen the episode and just want to hear uh, different opinions of um, what what they saw and and maybe get some insight. Um, and we are a recognized podcast by the Huffington Post, by the way. <laughs> and we are a, a two-time Rondo-nominated uh, website as well. What's that? What's that? What? <laughs> two years ago for the Huffington Post. Six yes. years ago for the other thing. True, true. Um, all right, so uh, I guess we can get into some some details about the episode before we start talking about it. And uh, the name of the episode is called Metonia. Uh, that word means change in one's way of life resulting from penitence or spiritual conversion used in a sentence. What he demanded of people was Metonia, repentance, a complete 
change of heart from uh, Marion Webster. Um, now, uh, the episode uh, is. Does the dictionary say how to pronounce that? Um, it actually does. Uh, Medi- Medinoa? Medi- Medi- Medinoia? Yeah, yeah. So the T is pronounced as a D. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> interesting. Um, so this was directed by Mira Menon uh, and written by Dessa Larkin Bote and Denise Thee. Um, it was released August 7th, so yesterday. Uh, notice of viewership during the live broadcast to be determined. Um, and that was the only other thing would be say is what uh, Mr. Sean Fox mentioned, which is it is the penultimate episode. And for folks who are new to that word, that means the episode right before the last of the season. Um, at least in context of a television show. Um, all right. So uh, let's get into our opinion on that episode. So uh, I guess I'll start. Um, uh, well, the first 20, 25 minutes or so, I, I was not a fan uh, there was a lot of terrible dialogue. I felt um, like like uh, you're the heart of my, my you're my soul place or something. And and then um, Charlotte uh, talking basically to a computer, and it was just uh, a long monologue. Uh, and then uh, the weird thing that um, um, what's her name uh, Christina. Uh, went into the bathtub with a bikini on or underwear. It was kind of weird, I felt. Um, but besides the, that first well, 25 exactly. minutes... You didn't get to see boobs. No, no, it, it's just bizarre. It's like like you're in a, no, a bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, they could have filmed it... It was a little strange. Yeah, it was a little strange. They could have filmed it where they didn't have to show boobs. You know, right. they've done that in many films. So it was just a little strange um but either way um the second half of the episode uh was was very solid uh really good and um saved it and and makes it one probably the best uh at least second half best part of, of the season so far um of season four called the choice i think the seasons are actually named we didn't mention that before but this is the season's called the choice i believe so uh yeah but i thought uh yeah it was a pretty good episode except for some of the weird stuff at the beginning and weird dialogue but uh the, the last 35 minutes or so was really good uh let's go with you eric um i thought this episode was fine i'm having a little trouble understanding people's uh or hosts Endgame um, in this season. Like, I really don't quite understand where everybody wants to end up. Um, it's, so, yeah, so we'll talk about it later. Um, lost a couple people I liked this episode, so that was a bummer. Um, but overall, I thought it was I thought it was done pretty well. Um, I'm just having trouble figuring out how they're going to tie this up in the next episode. All right, sounds good. Uh, you have some good points there that uh, I would like to comment on too. But uh, before we do, we should finish up and round up our other co-hosts' opinions. So let's start. We'll go with you, Mike. Yeah. Um, for the first time in a while, I was feeling a little confused about where things are going to be going. Um, I-, I wasn't exactly confused as to what happened, but they just removed. Uh, felt to me about 60% of the, the actors from the, from the field. So. <laughs> right. 
And since I know for a fact that some of them are going to be reappearing next week, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how to take it. Uh, I'm also trying to figure out the uh, how having a body with no arms is an upgrade. Um, but overall, I liked it. I can guess I understand, you know, Phil's criticism of the the opening part. Um, and they, I don't know, it's basically very expository. It's trying to lay out uh, some of uh, Bernard's plan and why he's doing what he's doing. There's a thing put in there that I'm guessing I'm, I would think people would notice, but you know they may not. But it didn't doesn't pay off this week, so I'm assuming uh, it will pay off next week. Uh, we do confirm what we've we've suspected, I think, from the start, which was that the uh, Sublime is located in um, the Hoover Dam. So, you know, pieces are starting to to come together. That wasn't exactly a well kept secret, but they haven't actually confirmed it until now. Um. So yeah, I kind of like the episode, and it does end in, on a big bang, uh, and uh, with a great big hurly burly battle at the end, and. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if uh, Stubbs is, in fact, the last man standing. <laughs> All right. So um, I guess uh, we can probably get into our topical points and thoughts and comments and whatnot. I do like Eric's good point there. Uh, excellent point, Eric, in my opinion, which is what is the end game of any of the characters? Uh except for maybe the man in black, you, you kind of get what he's doing, even if oh, he's just if, chaos. Yeah. But I, I, I also, um, uh, wasn't sad that any of the characters died, uh, because as Mike said, we know based off of the previews, they're coming back and the show, everybody can just, they can just recreate the same actor as a quote unquote robot Mm-hmm. And so the actor can always just keep on reappearing. So the deaths don't don't, don't bother me much, uh, unfortunately, um, because of it's that. Because they have no stakes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Which is unfortunate, I feel. But um, I'm beginning to think that I may be somewhat right, and I'll have to say the word again. And it's not sociopath; it's virtual reality. Or, yeah, we're going to have to talk about that because I think it's the opposite of that, but I don't know how that works. <laughs> so, so right. You said there's, there's no stakes, but there are stakes, and those stakes are our uh, discovery. Uh, so as we discussed at the, last week's uh, Dark Discussions podcast, uh, the HBO Max has basically been given a year to live, uh, and the discovery... New owners and and runners are oh, discovery. Nice, nice. I, I get your joke now, Mike. I didn't understand at first, but continue. I'm sorry. So, um, they're basically going either the their stuff they're doing is going to be under fifty million dollars, or it's going to be over like a hundred million dollars and nothing really in between, or I think might even be over like big, big, big budget stuff. I'm not sure where Westworld fits in that, but one way to keep Westworld's budget down would be to kill off all of the actors. <laughs> so while I agree that we've seen char- excuse me, we've seen characters die before. For example, Dolores was killed last season 
pretty definitively. But she's back. So, um, you know, we've seen Tessa Thompson die. We've seen um, the man in black die about three or four times now. Uh, we've saw Aaron Paul die. We've seen Bernard die. Uh, the only one that we haven't seen die quite yet is, uh, I think, Frankie. But there's still an episode left, so she could die tomorrow and then come back as a robot. Um, so, yeah, every, any robot can be rebuilt, and anyone who's not a robot can be made into a robot. Right? You're right. That's what happened to the man in black, as a matter of fact. And, so, and, and Aaron Paul's character, too. Right. So it really does make it hard to, to feel any sort of uh, stress. Right, right. Because we saw, we've seen Maeve, Maeve die twice this, this season. Yep. Because she died in the sand pit explosion, and then she died last night's episode. So when she died this time, I was like, oh, you know, and even if she, the, the one thing that may happen, assuming there's no virtual reality here, is that her pearl is dead because she, she got shot in the head. However, even if that character, Maeve character, is dead, the actress can reappear as someone else because, as we've seen with Tessa Thompson's character, she's a completely different individual, even if she's in a body that looks like Charlotte Hill. So, I, I think I think that that's that's a good thing with, that you're, I guess, concurring with me, and and I think I'm speaking for you too, Eric, that the deaths aren't as if not tragic as, as worrisome. I, I don't know what the word is, but they're not necessarily permanent. So right. it doesn't make exactly. you feel as bad. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yep. Um, now speaking of, of that discovery thing, if folks who don't know what Mike was talking about, uh, discovery is bought time Warner, HBO max, CNN, whatever else came with it. And, um, they're, doing a lot of cut costs. And so that's what Mike was talking about uh, with Westworld. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking in future shows, Mike, even though this is a little off topic from Westworld specifically, they, they could just, a lot of actors now can be paid similar to like, like the 25th man on a baseball team or the 50th man on the football team because, and then you just sign them for long-term contracts if the show's successful and you still got them cheap. So I think that's where they may be going, Mike. Um, because, again, a lot of these shows... I mean, obviously, Anthony Hopkins brought in people, so that was an exception. Well, I, but not, I will not be surprised to see Westworld end up on the cutting room floor. Yeah, if it is ex- as expensive as, as it may be. Because apparently the guy that's running this the, is from Discovery, and Discovery's whole model is cheap shows turn a profit. Um, sure. So I think we might see the prestige shows we're used to uh, go away, at least for a while, while they try and balance their books. All right. They're, they yeah. went deeply in debt. Um, we know about them canceling Batgirl, you know, and I point out that Batgirl was, was right. Well, between Batgirl and Scoob, that's about $120, $130 million, which to you and I sounds like a shitload of money. But yeah. when they took on something like, 40 or 50 billion dollars worth of debt 
that's not even an interest payment. Right. Um, so really, I mean, that's your, your monthly credit card bill that they're for, you know, that, that's not, a, that, that's hardly anything for them. And it's a tax write off. So even then they're not going to lose a lot of money on it. Now, the problem is right. those things will never see the light of day if they do get the tax write off on it, because <laughs> then it becomes tax fraud. Um, right. so it's right. a thing, but they have said they, they don't want to give up the prestige stuff on HBO, that they're going to turn HBO Max back into just HBO. Um, and this is something I remember bringing up years ago because this was a concern when they were taken up by ATT and they wanted to turn HBO into HBO Max. They wanted to turn HBO into like a nightly streaming channel. Where they, they wanted, wanted to be like a Netflix, right? That had hundreds of programs and not just a few programs. And and you still had the same concern that HBO was not going to be HBO anymore. That there was going to be they're going to focus on just getting product out there, and it won't be as good as it as as it was as opposed to HBO, which had had a handful of prestige series rotating throughout the year. That they were just trying to get just bombard you with stuff, and as you know, when you just start throwing stuff out there, it's rarely any good. So this is not a new complaint. We saw it with the old owners. We saw it with we're going to see it with the new owners. I'm not saying anybody should be jumping up and down about canceled products or projects. Um, and certainly a lot of people are going to be losing their jobs as people with redundant positions are going to be let go. But let's keep in mind that we have to wait and see what they actually do. Okay, so let's, let's move on. Let's, let's, yeah. Good point. All right. Yep. No, that's fair. That's fair. All right. So, um, um, whether there's going to be season five, uh, we'll find out at some point. Um, so we can talk about uh, general stuff in this episode here. We have already. We were talking about um, what's the end game of, of some of the characters as well as the deaths uh, is amazingly. Oh, my gosh. Like um, in other TV shows. Um, so that was where we started. So uh, where do we want to go from there or add to those two points? Um. Let's talk about Christina. Because okay. I, I understand why you think you're right, Phil. Uh, okay. But the way they phrased things at the end of this episode was a little weird. It was. Um, because uh, Christina noticed that nobody was, was reacting to her. And she was like, why can't they see me? Um, and Teddy told her basically that they're real and you're not. Right. So if that's the case, um, like the only possibility I can think of where, where you would end up being right is that, you know how we've seen that room throughout the whole episode where they have like the map of New York that's all red. Uh, yes. And they can see the people on their loops. The only thing I can think of is that reality is also being piped into some type of virtual reality where Christina's right. interacting with it, but not physically. Right. Which is oh, very confusing and I don't understand why. Right. Yeah, that is true. Well, we can say that Evan Rachel Wood did lie, right? She did say in that interview, she said, she's yes. I'm, a I'm a human. Yeah. He's a liar. 
Cheers. Um, now, that it, it, it looks like she's lying. We're stiff. But if she's not yeah. real, then it's really hard for us to see how she would be human. But let's see what kind of cock and bull story they give us. Um, <laughs> right. uh, because and I have a weird feeling someone is going to be asking her. What the fuck? Right. Right. So got to bring this up. Right. Well, and, and, and to be honest, she, her character, right. And, and maybe Teddy too, where, you know, they're real, but you're not. What does that actually mean? I know you, you are. You, but am I? Right. Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't mean it in a, in a sarcastic way, but I mean, in a way that you, they are real, but you're not. It, it could be what Eric said, which is she is real elsewhere. And, the, and she's, Holographed and or she could or be she's... a simulation, just like Bernard was for all those years. Right. So is she in the same world as as um, Bernard is, or is that a simulation and it's just overlapping her simulation on top of the real world? Right. I have I have a feeling that's what it's going to end up being. Now I I mentioned back in episode one or two, whenever it was we first saw Teddy, that she might be in the sublime running in a completely different reality because that's where Teddy went to. But the problem mm-hmm. is she died without going into the sublime, so that doesn't make sense. So this could right. be a, this could be in the sublime, this could be a completely separate reality, this could be a control program where what she's doing is um, well, basically well, having a parallel, parallel program with what's happening on reality so that, that um, She's witnessing what's really going on as sort of like a virtual reality thing, separate and detached from what's actually going on. The, maybe the she's in Roe Boehm, and they, maybe they rebooted Roe Boehm, and she's in there. <laughs> right. Well, and also, we, we, you forgot what Teddy said to her, which is, you are a multiple copies of the same person. Well, that's – but that we've seen with – Last season, right, was when it turned out all the pearls that Dolores smuggled out of Westworld were all copies of herself. Mm-hmm. And everybody that got put in was just, you know, Dolores 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, and so forth. Right. You know, well, and, and the which, point Teddy was trying to make there is that none of them are Dolores anymore. Right. Because they've had different experiences along the way. Right. That right. Charlotte was a Dolores who's had her family taken away and she's allowed the the Wyatt aspect of Dolores to kind of take over. Um, but regardless, so I just have a feeling that, that that's what's happening. She's a parallel program kind of, she's seeing and the, what's actually happening in the real world, but I don't understand how if the story that we've had with her, where she did interact with a program, right? Is it just the humans that don't see her? Is it the, but then her boss told her stuff. Right. Her boss was human. Right. There's the the guy who killed himself back in episode one. Mm-hmm. And he interacted with her. There's all those dates she went on. She's certainly interacting with Teddy. But Teddy, of course, might not be real either. Her roommate. We don't know what the deal is with Maya. So there's or, all or her boss or any of the people she supposedly right. was interacting with. All right, so there's all sorts of questions in in my mind. Uh, I go I with this. Christina. <laughs> yeah, it's all confusing. And, and 
Oh, oh, oh here's another question. Sorry, did you have more on Christina? I was just going to say, Ed, but since it was at the end of the episode, I don't expect to find the get the wasn't expecting answers last week, but hopefully we get them the coming week. Yeah. Well, and here's another thing: the whole season they've been talking about hosts transcending, right? Getting ready to transcend. Do we know for sure what that means? Well, I think it's being moved into the getting the pearl removed from the human body into that weird abstract art robot body uh-huh. that has like those spoon. Like yes, yeah, like the, and yeah, the alien, alien type things, and has has no no arms, which I don't understand. And is that in the real world? The same world that Charlotte's in now? Yeah. Yeah, there is there is actually I think at at one point someone pointed out you can see one of them walking around in the background. Um oh, already. Oh, okay. At, yeah, at at the Delos or whatever the the main headquarters at the tower, one of them is is moving around. Um the pearl I'm guessing is just like hovering there or sitting there out exposed in the head because they're expecting I guess to have no no conflict, no violence. Um, she was going to use the same one. So, like, are they? I think they're extracting the program from the pearl and well, putting the it somewhere they, else. I think the pearl is being just physically put out and put into the head. Right. I'm saying that what that head is doing is taking information out of the pearl. Oh yeah, probably. But it's the the idea they're all going to have these these bodies. I guess you know they'll have some sort of uh, uh, what do you call? I was uh, under the impression it, that Charlotte was about to put hers into the same body. No, it's a I different thought, body. The same same was body. It? Okay, I, I missed believe. the part where they brought the other one out and and replaced it. Oh, because I think that other one walked away. Oh, the body walked away. Yeah, the first. Oh, one. I totally I, missed that. I, okay. Sorry, I, I, could, I, I, I could also be very wrong. <laughs> I only watched this once. Um, so I, I could have missed that completely. Well, and also made me reinterpret a line that happened earlier in the season, which is when the man in black told Charlotte, maybe don't live in your perfect fucking world. Uh, and maybe he wasn't referring to New York. Maybe he was referring to whatever place those bodies are connected to. Like maybe that's a virtual reality, whether it's the sublime or something else that she created, maybe that alternate New York that Christina's in. I, I don't know. The whole thing is very confusing. Yeah, it is confusing. I, I know it, they, they got to explain it. Obviously in the next episode, um, I mean, they did at least finally bring the Christina story, kind of, sort of, sort of, kind of, uh, into finally with the rest of the stories. Um, mm-hmm. I know. I, I mean, they did once with Charlotte when she met lunch with Charlotte, but but now I guess it's fully integrated. Um, but you're right. I think there's, there's just still not enough things answerable. Um, to really figure it out. I mean, yeah, like, hopefully they just give us some damn answers next week. 
Yeah, yeah. Mike, have you been checking on any of the Red Bull and Reddit people to see if what they've been saying? No. How about Christian? No? No, I have not. Gotcha. All right. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It is an interesting story, though. Uh, it was weird, though, because it just came out of nowhere, right? When all the people were flipping out and she started saying, why don't they see me and, or he listening to me or whatever that came out like out of nowhere, because prior to that, you know, throughout the whole season and even this episode here, there, these characters are all listening to her, the, you know, the random NPCs. So once everything goes crazy and they get out of the building, it suddenly, they don't see her or Teddy anymore. And, and that was a, a big, that was the thing that confused me the most, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the man in black, I guess he just wants nobody to win. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting too, is that, that, that he, meaning the human version of him had no problem of being killed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously you don't want to live that existence, but I, I thought he would have, there was an opportunity for him to, I think, be freed. But again, I don't know what that means because does he actually have a body anymore or is he just a talking head? Mm -hmm. Um, But then again, when they stab him, it wasn't in the head. And and it it hurt. So I noticed uh, that too. Yeah. So it appears he's at that point, he's just a nihilist maybe. What's that, Mike? Yeah, pretty much. He's, he just wants to burn it all down. He's like, they right. made me kill my daughter. <laughs> yeah. So F them all. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. They screwed up, screwed him up when he was younger with with Dolores, and then, like you said, killed the daughter. That was devastating. So, so he's all messed up anyway. Um, and then, what his goal is is to have the hosts and humans. Just kill everybody, not each other as in one side against the other, but everybody for themselves, host or, or person, doesn't matter. And the survivors will be the the strong ones. And as me and Mike and you are noted, you know, when there's zombie apocalypse, the strong people aren't always the ones that survive. It's, you know, the strongest person or the smartest person may not even know there's a zombie apocalypse, and then the zombie just gets them because they walk by a zombie and it attacks them and they're dead. Well, the dumb person just happens to be in the basement playing video games, you know, <laughs> eating, eating uh, tortillas or something. So the, the thing is, is that the, in this case here, he's assuming that the winners of this big battle will be the survivors, which mean the cockroaches. And so even even the even the quote unquote strongest or smartest, he doesn't have any respect for either, because he just calls them all cockroaches. Even if the analogy makes sense, and if you look at cockroaches as not a, as a bad creature, mm-hmm. um, but its connotation is 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 kind of a an insult as well. So it's kind of an interesting double talk. Um, and I, I don't know the point, except what Mike said, just watch it, burn it all down. Well, and That's- here's the other thing, which is that when he did that, he sends this massive signal through the tower and then it appears as if the tower is destroyed. Right. Right. So how, like, is everybody just continuing to fight because they were already fighting? <laughs> or 
like now that the tower's not issuing a command anymore. I, I, right. I yeah, it's like why why are they still going? I'm guessing there's a like that's my my argument would be that's like a, the control tower, and the signal's already being sent out. You have all the little control towers, the the lampposts throughout the city. They will continue sending a signal, and by destroying the tower, you can't turn that change the channel. Right? It's just stuck sending out that signal. Okay. But if someone's far that, enough away, then they have control of themselves. Right. Okay. So I think he's just literally he's fed up with the society in the world that has put him in this position. The robots are corrupt. The people were corrupt. And so fuck it, burn it all down. Like you said, he says civilizations die. Or civilizations don't survive, something like that. That or, or culture doesn't survive, cockroaches do. That it's just literally he just wants survival of the fittest. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And then whoever survives, survives. And he doesn't care about the outcome. It's a very impersonal thing. It is just like nature, red and tooth and claw. Just have out. And if you survive, you survive. And that's it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's the brave new world or apocalypse dystopian future or, or the, re, the, the, the reset, the global reset. Or something. I don't know what the hell you want to call it. Um, so that's his goal, even if it is convoluted and doesn't really make much sense, except for, as as you said in the intro to the podcast tonight, Eric, in your opinion, is that he's just chaos. Mm-hmm. So oddly, he's he's the one, only one that I think was the easiest to understand the goal everybody else i'm I'm still like what's their end game <laughs> right I think, I think he's adopted a a philosophy yep um which is uh stop me if you've heard this one before people and robots suck <laughs> I think yes yes now, they do. All hail our robot overlords Right. I am say, I am not saying I agree with that. Clearly, robots are superior. Indeed. And, yep, and, yep. and we will all benefit from their benevolent and logical rule. Yes, indeed. Yes. A peaceful and prosper rule for exactly. all of us. Exactly. And that is why the man in black is a villain in the series, because he refuses to acknowledge that basic truth. <laughs> exactly. Whether he's human or a robot. Right. Yes. So all the robots that are listening due to uh uh ghosts in the machine were on your side. <laughs> yes. Um all right, so where do we want to go from here? If they're listening for your own good. Yes, yes, they are listening for our own good. Um so Charlotte there's not a whole lot else to talk about. I mean, Maeve and Charlotte fight and then they both die. <laughs> yep. And the man in black wins. Um, and Caleb and his daughter are reunited, even though it's not the real Caleb. And that's it. Well, you have the little things, the relationship with Bernard and Maeve. And where at the end, uh, she's like, and, and then you'll send me back 
and reunite me with my daughter. And he doesn't really answer that question. Um, and it's because he's going to die and he knows he's going to die. Therefore he can't send her back. Mm-hmm. Right. And he may or may not know she's going to die too. We're assuming, uh, which I say was kind of a shock to see her, uh, when she got her head blown away by man in black. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really awesome. I, yeah. Oh, it was awesome. It was great. It was, it's a, it's, but it's weird because you build up to this right, and right, right. he just comes in and uh, and tears off the script. Right. And, you're like, okay, right. finally, we're going to get the this badass cat fight between Maeve and Charlotte. And, um... Blam, blam. It's going to be tar- <laughs> hard to top that off between Dolores and Maeve from last season, anyway. Even, yeah. even though Tessa Thompson has some guns on her uh, I mean, she, she, she's she got some muscles tone on, on her arms. Got to give her credit. Indeed. Uh, oh. yeah, yeah, it is, um... It is a little anticlimactic. I didn't. I actually did enjoy the, and and the, they always get me. I don't notice that 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 the show is in letterbox until after it's not in letterbox. Right. They got me with that too at the beginning. Those bastards. And although at least they tell you, right? He, he tells us at some point. It's not like surprise. But I like. Started, I was like, oh god damn it, Phil was right, and then they're like, oh no, they're in the simulation. Phil's still wrong. And then the other episode's like, god damn it, Phil might still be right. Yeah, that's true. That's really know. the best thing about this show is when Phil is wrong. Oh, I, I, I just, well. I love saying that her, her, her whips weren't quite working, as weren't as good as usual. Um, and just the idea that Bernard got her wrong, right? That Bernard assumed that she would allow humanity and the world to burn if it meant that she could go back with her daughter. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. Oh, and um, can we please give uh, three cheers for the return of the giant red ed 209s in this episode <laughs> yeah they're pretty cool they're pretty cool yeah well speaking of that uh we have the the pre-credit sequence that they do twice so it's in the simulation um one or, or maybe both um but in the first simulation it comes in and, and basically we can assume it kills them both but then the the second simulation which is they're heading back to the hoover dam a second time and there is the biggest Chekhov's pistol you'll ever see in your life. <laughs> and it doesn't pay off in this episode, so you know it's going to pay off in next episode. And they spoiled it anyway by showing that Bernard is back in next episode anyway. So are they playing uh, simulations that Bernard's still doing, and they're going to go back, and they're going to show him not die like he did? I don't know. Well, they've been playing fair with us that whenever they've been in a simulation, they go to letterbox. Sure, sure. And they have not, they were not letterboxed throughout this entire episode after that first scene. Right, right. So if for them to suddenly reveal all of this was another simulation, I would call dirty pool. Yeah, uh, yeah that's fair. That's fair. I'm not saying I wouldn't understand them doing it. I'm still going to blow, blow the, blow the whistle. Sure. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so, so they, do, they do have the, the Chekhov's pistol. Um, so that will play a major role in the finale, most likely. Um, so, and when, when you do see Bernard in the, the final episode, 
that kind of takes away a lot of what we saw in this episode here of like, all right, well, so what are they going to do? Is, is he come back to life or are they going to go back in time 40 minutes or a day and show him do something with the pistol? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, all right. Explain. <laughs> Find what, out what, next what, week. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, all right. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Um, now, I, I read some reviews on the episode because I'm trying to, you know, like you're thinking, Eric, which is what are the end game of some of these characters? You know, in theory, we knew Charlotte's, but she's dead. So what's, what about the rest? And I didn't get much answers, but I did get one thing that was interesting, and they said that this was Stubbs' this episode. Stubbs. Mm. Well, he was pretty. He was pretty good. He was pretty good. All right. I know. I know. He's. He's like. Ah, who cares? But he is around. like. Ah, who? Uh, yeah, and has been the entire show. I don't understand why he's still around. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, death to Stubbs. He he did good. Good this episode. He, he, he yeah, was, but f him. Everybody else died. He needs to die. But he's yeah, well, been like the number nine cast member for all the seasons, right? You know, it's well, like, why he should be dead by now. But that's what makes and, it interesting that he's still alive. Well, well everybody else has, everyone, everyone else has survived. But he hasn't. But, but, but everyone else, sorry, everyone else has died, but he's survived. But his role in the show has never gotten more important. You would expect right. it as the as like the number one and two and three characters are killed off that the, the five, six, seven, eight characters would step up in importance, but Nope. Right. It, it's not happening. Right. And it is kind of bizarre because even last season, the episodes that he was in, he was, he was kind of a major cast member. While this season here, he's been in maybe more episodes, but he hasn't been, like stepping it up, like 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 you mentioned, like so that's it is a curiosity. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But but when Bernard said goodbye, I think it was a trick, and we were all expecting Stubbs to die because Stubbs says, "Oh, so I'm going to be dead." Huh? But in reality, I think he was saying bye because Bernard is going to die and not Stubbs. Well, no, Stubbs made an assumption that he was going to die. When right, and Bernard, Bernard didn't correct knew him. that Bernard was going to die. Right, and Bernard didn't correct him, which is mean. Right. Yeah, that is kind of mean. So that's just the showrunners fucking with us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, one, one thing I didn't like at the end scenes, even though the second half of the, the, the show is pretty awesome, was just the randomness of... Frankie and Stubbs walking into the Men in Black's room that easily. This is like they, you know, that you would think that room would have been a room that they would never find because it's like some small hidden room or or thing up on 427. That that, I can't remember the sequence of events. Was that before or after Christina had been walking around altering the story? That was after. Well, then all the doors were unlocked. Right. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It just, it just seems so coincidental that, that they would just walk in on that room. But that makes sense if the doors are all open. That's true. Yeah. Um, 
Well, and you have to have some expedient storytelling. Yeah. yeah kind yeah. of lucky they ended up in the right place, but what the fuck are you going to do? Show them wandering around the city for an hour? No. Right, right. Especially when you only have eight <laughs> episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a fair point. Um, all right. So, uh, what else did we want to bring up? Um, Mike, do you have any 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 uh, points that we haven't talked about yet that you, you wanted to discuss? I, I know. I, had a, I only had, I had a very short list of notes. Yeah, um, so I think we we all did oddly. But. Well, because usually what happens, usually I have like a full page i've got like maybe a a half page but uh and even that it's just kind of very basic information um yeah i'm not um yeah i don't i really don't oh wait well, that's part of the problems. I was looking at the notes from last week's episode. Yes, there's that. Would be confusing. That, that doesn't help. Um, yeah, it's. Oh, when I'm talking about cold storage, putting people in cold storage. So now the question is: Is that metaphorical or is that literal? <laughs> right. Are they dying or like, and they're being you know being put in the put ground? In yeah. Or are they I, all going? it up and, and frozen like uh, Ed Harris has been. That's Oh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking it would be something like that because she kind of made the analogy of how the robot, or someone mentioned it in this episode, how all the robots were just, you know, placed in the in the basement uh, shut off, you know, for example, mm-hmm. uh, Dolores' father, when he be, was discovered to be defective, we find him just standing in the basement of all the empty um or not empty, but but non-running hosts, and and so I I thought that's what she meant, which is they would be all put into cryogenic frozen or something similar to the Man in Black. I mean that would be quite expensive, and and do they have all the things to do that? And we're talking millions of people. You know, New York City itself is is what eight to fifteen million people. I, I forget, but it's huge. So I, I that's what I assumed. But what you're implying, Mike. It, you know, you just shoot them all and and and, and bury them or cremate them makes more sense for especially from Charlotte, who's basically a psychopath. I don't know. I'm, I'm saying I honestly don't have any idea where they're where they're really going with this. Um, but, and it doesn't even matter, right? Because she's dead now, or or not, or not. Right. Uh, I did notice a lot of water. Theme. I mean, there has been water all along, but you know, you have the uh, Christina, which again, going back to the very beginning, you know, the the easiest and most obvious the uh, metaphor symbol one hundred and one is name a character Christ. You know, so Christina, you know, is died and is risen, and they have her baptism. Right? She she immerses herself in water and comes out. Uh, you you have something similar with. Um, Maeve and uh, Charlotte fighting in water at the end uh, and of course the whole idea of the dam there's water there um, signaling change and rebirth so that's a thing that was there and I did like the fact that Ed Harris finally after you know four seasons has finally gotten his, his 
his new game. Um, right. Cause I was, what was, he was, was looking for the new level, right. The final, the final game, the final game. That was the whole thought with the maze. It was the game. And so the idea that we've turned circled all the way back around to that, that language for his character to sort of bring it full circle. I appreciated that. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's a fair point. I, I think that, I think that was a good callback for sure. Yeah. I assume that's what you mean, right, Mike? And and, and that's, that's about it. There's small things. It's and this is an, an episode where a lot of stuff happens, but it's mostly moving the plot, moving forward in direction we already knew they were doing. A lot of action, which is fine, but there's not a lot to talk about. Wasn't that a really good punch they threw there? Uh, what, what's your phrase there, Eric? People, uh, sorry, what? What? What's your People. phrase? It's a for a thing where there's a lot of. A lot of action. There was a uh, there was a lot of uh, oh oh punching. that's a lot of punching and kicking. Yes, and and that was a lot of this episode. And there's also a lot of other stuff, but that was that was a, a big part of it. Right, right, right. Now a couple of things that that were um, slowed it down a bit, like when 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 uh, what's her face, um, Christina drowns herself in the tub to see if she really is a robot or a person or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously it made some suspense with, with Teddy trying to at the door saying, let me in, let me in or whatever. But it's something that, that we already knew probably an episode or two ago before she did. So it was just showing us what we already knew. Um, and I'm not saying that's bad. Uh, but I, I noticed that a lot in, in like novels that I've read, including novels by some some great authors like Peter, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Robin Cook, uh, for example, um, where where they do that, where we already know what's going on, and but we still go through the chapter of seeing the characters in the book do the things that they have to do to prove the things are as they are, which we already know because the villain or someone said it in the prior episode. So, or prior chapter. So, um, some of that may have been why part one or, or first act of this episode was kind of blah, but generally, um, the pre sequel, pre credit sequence, and then the punching and kicking stuff were pretty good. I feel, um, uh, anything else anybody want to bring up? Anything? I have actually started not feeling well, so if we can wrap this up, that'd be great. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry that, that that's the case. I hope you feel better. Uh, but yeah, we've been talking about an hour anyway. Uh, so I guess we can pretty much wrap it up. Um, let's, let's do it quick so uh, Eric, you can go uh, lay down and, or go to bed or whatever you're going to do. But uh, we'll start with you, Eric. Uh, what was your uh, final thoughts on this episode? I mean, it was fine. Um, still got questions. They better get answered next week or I'm going to be pissed. All right. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm looking forward to uh, the f- finale uh, for season four next week. Uh, this episode was pretty solid. Been out of episodes, though, uh, a number of weak things in it, but not enough to make me n- not enjoy it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Mike. I like the episode where we are. It's it, it's all building up to this. This was the action-y portion of it. All the final, final, final res- revelations, excuse me, revelations should really be coming next week. 
um, if they do everything correctly. And uh, I hopefully that will give us a lot more to talk about because really the, the, the most interesting reveal was the Christina Charlotte, not Christina Charlotte, Christina Dolores reveal. And we, we just got kind of teased with that, right? We didn't get a full blown, full blown reveal. So we'll see. Who's going to do something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anybody else who wants to uh, email us and uh, get it in, darkdiscussions at AOL.com or go to darkdiscussions.com or press to contact us. Put Westworld in the comments and we will read your episode on the podcast. Uh, next week, maybe the finale of uh, our podcast until whatever season comes after. Um, so get them in now uh, before we record and we are going to record the next episode on the 15th. So if you can uh, email us before the 15th, uh, please do. Uh, next week's episode is called K Sarah Sarah. Uh, so named after the Doris Day will be. song from, from Alfred Hitchcock, the man who knew too much, 1956. Um, great song. Uh, but yeah, that means, you know, kind of goodbye. So, uh, there's going to probably be some more dystopian stuff uh, next week. Uh, any final thoughts? Anybody want to say anything? Mike? No, final thoughts will be for next week. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Eric, any, anything else? I'm good. All right. So uh, with all that stated, Eric, why don't you leave us out? All right. Thanks for tuning in and listening to us talk about the penultimate episode of season four. Come back next week. We'll talk about the finale. Mm-hmm.